Star Wars 7x7 episode 2171. Today we learn more about handmaidens and their role as support to the Queen of Naboo, but as it turns out, the notion of handmaidens and what their purpose is is actually expanded upon by Amidala. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, this is also another mild spoiler episode for Queen's Peril, the prequel to Queen's Shadow by E.K. Johnston. And today we're going to talk about the Handmaidens. So, the Royal Handmaidens are a tradition of sorts. It's traditionally appropriate for at least one handmaiden to be serving the queen. At least this is what Captain Panaka tells Padme soon after her election. However, this develops when Padme starts to talk about what the purpose is of having a handmaiden. They're thinking about the handmaiden not just as a protection of her, you know, personally, but also as a protection of her identity. And Padme's reaction to this is, uh, you know, this doesn't exactly help if it's one or the other, then when we switch, people will know. And when one's not present, then people will get suspicious. And so it's actually Padme's idea to go beyond a single handmaiden. And so ultimately, Panaka presents her with five people who can serve as handmaidens. And they are shown as being recruited in different little episodes of Queen's Peril, little mini chapters that are interspersed with the rest of the story. And the chapters kind of lay out a mission statement for all intents and purposes for the handmaidens, or at least what their whole purpose is. It's strength, cunning, distraction, bravery, and determination. These are the watchwords of the handmaidens that are assigned to Padme. And so when they agree that most of them, if not all of them, will be able to take on the queen's identity at some point, Sabe is probably the person who will take it on the most, but Sashay, who is much younger and much smaller than the rest of the handmaidens, is not going to take on that role. So she is assigned as the role, having the role of a page, and Padme is also given the role of a page, so that way she can be in sort of a lesser archivist role that people are not going to pay very close attention to. And the adoption of their names is based on Padme. They are remarking at one point that Padme had to give up her name because she is now Amidala. So as the other handmaidens give up their actual names, they join in the anonymity and take names that are similar to Padme's, thinking also that with the eh sound at the end of everybody's name, that it just all kind of blends together. Now, one of the things that's also noted about this is that this particular strategy of deploying multiple handmaidens is not something that has happened since the last time there was a flare-up of some kind with the Gungans. So this is rather a new situation. And as Sabe and Padme are talking about this one of the things that Sabe says is that Captain Panaka seems like a no reason not to kind of person. Like maybe there you know, isn't a reason for this level of concern for security for the queen's safety, but that if you know all things considered, there's no reason not to, then you know, why not do it? Also, Panaka and Padme slash Amidala 
are disagreeing about the number of guards that are necessary to be assigned to the queen at any given time. And so this is basically also a way to work out a compromise because the handmaidens are going to be trained in security, in combat training, in weapons training, and that's a means for her to have more guards and still, you know, satisfy, you know, Captain Panaka that way, but also not to have the intrusion of actual guard guards in, which is what Amidala does not want. Uh, doesn't want intrusion of further guards, I should say. And so together, these six young women develop the things like the breath control, which Sabe brings to the table from being a musician, which allows her to control her facial reactions and to breathe without even appearing to breathe. And this ends up giving the queen the stolid, you know, placid, kind of emotionless face that she's able to deliver. They work on their mutual accents together so they can invent this queen's voice that they can all replicate together. And when I talked about the bonding experience of the handmaidens and Padme throughout this novel, when I talked about that in the review portion, this is one of the elements of it. As they figure out not only what it's going to take for them to impersonate the queen, but essentially what it's going to take for Padme to be an effective queen in front of everyone else and you know, integrate everybody into this process, that's part of the whole bonding situation and it is good fun to read. And so there you go, a little bit more about handmaidens than you necessarily knew perhaps before you woke up this morning. And that is going to do it for today's episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. This is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. This is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademarks and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.